0: <clears throat> Sunday morning discussion
1: on weekend view.
0: Good
2: morning, good morning, Sister Sevenzilla. It's Friday, Trevor Wallace, and the one in Kaysara, and Sister Sevenzilla. What a beautiful. Potsim weekend it was, Sister Sevenzile. Mamelo Sundowns winning. You know, the Proteus winning. And then, of course, Kaiser Chiefs was beaten by Amazul. And, of course, the French and the British. At the same time, we had a French toast. We toasted the French supporters into the British dinner, Sister Sevenzile. Well
0: done to the box. Bring
1: it on Good morning,
0: Buengiwe. Good morning to the team and the loyal listeners. Whenever the Free State Cheaters wins the Rugby League, the Springbok goes ahead to win the Rugby World Cup. This is a confirmation and a testimony that the Springbok will surely return home with the Web Ellis Cup. I hope Bafana Bafana players are watching the game, not forgetting Kaze players. It's Bram Oru
1: in Blue Fountain.
0: Freddie, I was about to celebrate with you. Forget the fact that, uh, you know, you you called me Semenzili. She's back on Saturday, but it's fine. Why did you bring Kaiser Chiefs into this? Why? Because I don't want my mood to be spoiled. Why did you bring Kaiser Chiefs? We shall pretend like that loss to Amazulu never happened and move on. To the box who are making us happy, the Proteas who are making us happy. Me, I don't want to talk about KZN Chiefs. I don't want to talk about what's happening in Naturena. I'm moving right along. So trust me, I am not speaking about Amakos at all. So hoot all you want. I am not getting involved and easy. But let's stay with, with the box. You know, yesterday was a good day at the office for South African sports. I mean, you think about world champion South Africa emerging victorious at the stade of France to set up a 2023 Rugby World Cup final against New Zealand next weekend. They narrowly beat England 15-16 to set up an epic final clash with the All Blacks. Now one of them will win a record fourth rugby World Cup at the cricket World Cup in India, the Proteas also delivered an outstanding all-round performance to hand England the heaviest defeat ever in one day international cricket and the Protea secured a 229 run victory over the defending champions in a World Cup match in Mumbai. And joining me now on the line to discuss these results is SABC sports anchor Simon Burke, who is in Paris, and SAFM sports anchor Janet Witten in Johannesburg. Good morning to you both, and uh, thank you so much. And this morning, certainly, we are not worried about what is happening here at home. Janet, I'm not talking about Kaiser Chiefs. We're talking about the winners, talking about the Springboks, talking about everything else. But I'm going to start with you, Simon. I mean, one of the things that was very clear was that the, you know, the mood in the stadium was electrifying, at least from where I was sitting. I wonder what was it like being there?
1: um, For the majority of the match, it was a very depressing place to be for South Africans. Uh, there were lots and lots of supporters. They'd made themselves known. They were, they'd filtered through to the stadium, um, through the streets of Paris, wearing their green and gold. But once we got into the stadium and once the match started, and for uh, the, the better part, until into the 70th minute, they were very quiet. They were bemused. They were befuddled. They didn't realize what was going on. We saw that England seemed to have our number. Mm. We were uh, 15-6 down at some point. That was the scoreline that we beat them in 2007 to win the Rugby World Cup at the very same stadium. So Springbok supporters went from incredible down and then they just hit the ceiling. Suddenly, out of the blue, everything just changed. A full 180 and... People couldn't, couldn't. They couldn't even comprehend what was going on. It, mm. They didn't have time to process the news. It was just, we're packing our bags, we're going home. To suddenly, we're going to the final, um, just like that, in a in a blink of an eye, almost.
0: And Janet, at some point in the first half, I must say I lost hope. I lost hope, and I didn't. You know, like Simon is describing, I, I at uh. some point I felt like this is it, and and but people who were, you know, tweeting, people in various pubs were talking about how excited they still are. We are in it. We are in it. They still have the faith. But it didn't look promising in the first half, didn't
2: no, it didn't look promising. It was actually quite funny watching it here from for, from my house because we're in the midst of where we've had twenty four hour twenty four hour power failure here, so <laughs> which doesn't which doesn't help when you've got such important sport to watch. So the result of that was that um, I was actually watching it. I had paused the TV, so I was actually watching it probably on a three or four minute delay. Um, But I could hear the the, the noise from from our neighbours. So when we scored, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, maybe there is hope. Because as Simon said, for the most of the game, it was actually quite, it was quite depressing. It Mm. wasn't pretty rugby and we didn't look as though we were going to pull it back. Um, so so, hats off to to Elkeus and to and to Andre Pollard for 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 causing those cheers that I then heard all the way down the street. It was fabulous.
0: And and and, and you know, Simon, a lot of the people are, are wondering that um, we didn't look like, and and it's something I was also wondering as well that. Did we really put our best foot forward when at the start of the game or did we just simply, you know, just go into it and then eventually made some changes that, you know, got us to where we are right now? But are we really making the best decisions from when the games begin, looking at how we've been doing up, to, up until yesterday?
1: This was an an odd match. Um, first of all, the conditions were not in our favor. It was a steady drizzle and a swirling wind. And if you looked in the first half, it kind of nullified our highball game. Mm. So the fact that we like to co- create tries by launching the ball into the air and having our wingers run off onto that, we didn't have that. But also we were playing a team that was perfectly matched for that game. Yeah. Um, england of all the sides that's exactly what they do as well and they can cover that and this english side as much as everybody wrote them off uh, was very adept at figuring out what the springbok weaknesses were and exploiting it so it took us a long time to figure that one out and yes they looked to be a few problems in the camp marnie libek wasn't firing on on any cylinders really um we we saw him get substituted. We saw Rossi Rasmus standing in the tunnel at halftime. It did look like there were some serious problems, and that also added to the the general depression of the Springbok supporters in the stadium because they could see all of this. Couple that, and I dare say, with refereeing decisions that, not, that were just not going our way, but also Ben O'Keefe was coming up with a few... Strange interpretations at key moments, and everything seemed to be not looking good at all. Until, of course, uh, our substitutes came on, and that's when we saw. Okay, so this is a team effort. This is a squad effort. Everybody is contributing, and essentially, when you when you are on a World Cup run, where you are experiencing everything the World Cup has to to throw at you, that's what you need. You need all the players in your arsenal to step up when it's their time to put in those cameos and to take you over the line, to win ugly, basically.
0: Mm. And uh, Janet, I wonder then, going into the final, w- w- what should we be looking at
2: in order to make sure that we perform better? You know, I think that we have been very good in this World Cup at actually playing the at, at, at during the week, training to play the team that we are playing that week. Um, we I think that's, that's, that's part of the skill of Rossi Erasmus and Jacques Ninaba is that we've, we've prepared for the exact team that we're playing. We don't just say we're going to play our own game regardless, but we've actually prepared for the team that, the, that, that we're playing against. And I think that, as Simon mentioned, was the exact difficulty that we have against England in that we were preparing to play a team that was so similar to ourselves, it's difficult to know how to, how to counter that. And I think that they will do exactly that. Um, um, to, uh, against New Zealand um, who who in in, in a sense are very, are very much similar to England they were written off before this tournament um you know everybody said this is the worst that talked about this being the worst New Zealand team that um, that, that, that has ever played in a World Cup um, we beat them very, very by, by a large margin so, so um, you know I think that there are a lot of people who are probably surprised that they are in the final but they are in the final because they've played some really good rugby to get there mm-hmm. um, they've, they've got better and better throughout the tournament so I think that we will be taking that very seriously and the kind of uh, kind of um, kind of rugby that we play but we've we've beaten them very well um, fairly recently so so I think we'll take confidence from that but we'll we'll train for them for that but I think that we must take heart. Yesterday. We yes, we won ugly as Simon mentioned, and I think that was um CEO Khaleesi himself mentioned that in the press conference after the game, that he was he was very proud of the team because of the because of the fact that they overcome they overcame their own lack of form, if you like, during the game and managed to find a way to win it, even though it wasn't pretty. And he admitted that. And I think that you must take heart from that, that they actually managed to do that, that things weren't clicking, that things weren't working the way that they've worked until now. Um, but they still managed to find a way. And remember, we still scored the only try of the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All England's points came from from from. The boot of Owen Farrell. So um, that, you know that's also something that's important. We still scored the only try that was scored in that game, and that and that we can take heart from. Um, it was it was the scrums that worked that led to that try that Archie um scored. So that will work for us against against New Zealand. But um, but yes, we're going to have to get our own own game clicking again, and then also work towards the kind of game that New Zealand play.
0: All right. I'm going to ask you both to hold as we we take a break. But when we come back, we're now going to look at, you know, Simon, from where you are, what some of the South Africans said after the game and also whether or not, um, you know, we we have a healthy crowd backing uh, the box, uh, you know, ahead of the finals or have people started coming home. Let's talk about all of that when we come back. Sunday morning discussion
1: on Weekend View.
0: I'm going to come to you, Simon. You know, there there was this video of this one supporter at the stadium who just burst into tears. As soon as the final whistle blew, he started weeping. And and, and, and I suppose it was a a, a sigh of relief for him. A lot of people were on tenterhooks because it was a nail-biting finish. I wonder what did the fans say at the end of it all?
1: Uh, Bungie, where they just couldn't believe what they'd witnessed. I think this was one of those special matches where it's going to be remembered for a long time. Um, that uh, it, we were basically uh, packing our bags and everyone was on the way out. Uh, the England fans had started to become very vociferous in the in the stadium uh we heard their renditions of swing low all over the place and it was just it wasn't great but people were were hanging in there for all they could um and then suddenly, out of the blue. So I think it was that that emotional roller coaster that that everybody went on, and that's exactly what we saw when when they started filing out of the Stade de France. First of all, they waited for a long time to applaud the players. The players did a lap that they normally do, and um, they 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 pointed out pointed to the crowd, and there was interactions, and there was um a a lot of relief between the players and the supporters and then when the supporters went out into the paris night it it was it all hit them at once i think it was quite emotional it um so yeah you had floods of tears and exasperation and relief (laughs) and they, they they still couldn't quite get their heads around what was happening um and and they haven't even thought of who's in the final yet. That's the big thing. Mm. I think now people are going to be waking up to, okay, now we have a big final on our hands.
0: And and I suppose uh, Simon's saying with you, the support then is also going to be crucial because, um, you know, some of those who are there, um, are also going to, you know rally the troops as well from the grandstands just to support the box. And I mean, some of the listeners today telling me that they're not, they don't think the, the, the Web Ellis Trophy is coming back to South Africa. Some of them saying they believe that, um, you know, England is going to take it. But others are saying, no, they do believe that we are actually going to, to win and bring back the trophy to South Africa. So that support is going to also be critical from the grandstands
1: as as weird as it sounds i think this is the perfect kind of scenario for south africa in essence against england in the semi final we were tagged as the favorites and england was given the underdog tag and we don't really like that we do like to be the team that's fighting um to to get up to, we 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 the team that's that's trying to scrap and and so in this final now If people are going to um, start sorting out where the two teams are, if they want to say that we're the underdogs because New Zealand usually have our number, I think that'll work for the team. That'll work perfectly fine (laughs) and that'll help them to keep working hard. Um, That's that's the funny thing about the Springboks is Mm. they do like to be written off and they, they do like... To, to not be given um, their due. And and that's what makes them fight harder. So, yes, on the face of it, it looks like their backs are going to be against the wall, against the old foe of New Zealand. Um, but it's just that kind of challenge that's, that's hopefully going to spur them on. Um, because New Zealand, they had a, a semi-final to forget, in essence. They just thrashed mm. Argentina. And that wouldn't have helped them at all you want to you know become battle hardened and the springboks certainly got that last night so they are a team that have taken their knocks and are ready for a hard-fought final, whereas New Zealand possibly will have to find that mindset because walking over Argentina in a semi-final is, isn't a preparation for the final at all.
0: And Janet, uh, it was a very bad day for England at the office because the pro tiers also <laughs> did a thing, hey? <laughs>
2: The Proteas certainly did a thing. Was that not an extraordinary performance you. in many ways? It was the exact opposite of the rugby, because they talked about the rugby as, of us winning ugly. That was just winning perfectly. I mean, they actually couldn't have ma- couldn't have played a better game. It's probably one of the best game games that the proteus have and ever will play because everything just came right. They um, the, the, nearly everybody in the top order fired to some extent, despite the the loss of Temba Bavuma before the game, but. His replacement Riza Hendricks made runs again. Um, Heinrich Claassen was absolutely brilliant for his for his century. So, so the, the uh, and then uh, and then um, Marco Jansen comes in and kicks on the run rate just when they needed to to put on this massive score. Then they bowled. The bowlers were all all firing um, fairly well. The fast bowlers were hitting it. Keshav Maharaj struggled a little bit for a couple of overs when he came on with spin. It was the one time that uh, the England batsmen actually managed to score a few runs. But otherwise, it all just worked out. They were taking catches out of the air that that often that team are known to drop. So it was it, it was the perfect game of cricket in beating England. It, it really was extraordinary. Um, yeah, hats off to them. And I hope that they can, can, can continue to play that way because it was the perfect way to recover from a loss against the Netherlands. But they need to do that a few more times again. They need to do that during a knockout game. And we know the Proteas is a knockout game.
0: Ah, we, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Let me thank you both for your time this morning. Simon, we are so jealous uh, that you are all the way in Paris. We wish we could be with you there. But uh, let me thank you uh, both for talking to us. Quite exciting. An exciting, exciting day uh, when it comes to South African sport. That was SABC sports anchor Simon Burke in Paris and SAFM sports anchor Janet Whitten in Johannesburg. Before I go, see Piri saying, well done, Borge. Ramaphosa must fetch that Web Ellis trophy next week. More local naysayers are joining in rugby winning spirit. Thank you so much. We are definitely excited about the box. See you again next week from me and the team. Have an amazing, amazing Sunday. God bless.